Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. It's Jose Galison. You're watching No Way Jose. You can find me on No Way Jose YouTube channel, all the major auto pictures and Odyssey and Rumble as well. I definitely go check out Rumble. Uh, I'm streaming this one to YouTube. Uh, maybe I probably shouldn't have. I have like another week before my uh, strike completely expires, so I was trying to hold out till I could. This was like kind of breaking stuff, plus I just kind of wanted to touch base on my YouTube audience, remind them I'm still here. There's content you're missing out on over on Rumble. I'll be back in like a week. Uh, and if you notice, I didn't use a normal, normal episode like this to try to do some sort of cool intro. I just did the old classic uh, No Way Jose intro for this because I don't want to chance it with the YouTube censors. <laughs> so... Uh, you never know when a, a JFK headshot will get it or whatever. So, but you know, uh, definitely go check out my show on Rumble. And then here in a week, I'll be posting more regularly up on YouTube for those who are waiting for that to come back. But always there on Rumble, always there on the audio pod catchers. Uh, I do. If you guys, I think I already mentioned this is live. You can tell it's live. Uh, I normally do the whole paywall thing, but it's a little bit more like a kind of time of the essence thing. I do this every so often. But if you want to get content early, patreoncom Jose twenty twenty. Uh, it's two bucks or lowest just to get the early con uh, early content and there's differing levels the highest be my sponsors I read them off every at the end of every episode and so I'll do that later uh, we are covering there was something that seemed to be maybe possibly an assassination attempt in relation to RFK jr recently bring on Lisa Pease to talk that if you're only been paying attention to my YouTube content you don't realize that we actually have a RFK assassination series going on right now we're I think three or four deep already uh, we were actually going to do that episode today and then this happens was like it only makes sense um, and heck we would have ended up talking about it for at least a half hour anyway so it only makes sense to dedicate an, a whole episode to it but with that, I gave you a guess, gave you a topic. Let's go ahead and get Lisa in here. <laughs> 
Hey, Lisa, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, Jose? Good, good. Uh, I'm uh, this. This is uh, so surreal. All this, all this is weird. Uh, I've been saying. Yeah, you can't for, make this yeah. up, right? I mean, this actually happened. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's almost I feel like because uh, the kind of the way I you know go into content I want to cover is just literally what interests me, and it's almost like my subconscious spoke to me because it's like weird. Some of my OKC stuff and then the RFK coverage kind of seems to be merging together here because we'll kind of get into it. If there is some deeper story here, it's weird that it seems to be they're angling that the right wing is coming after RFK. Uh, you know, if, if you're going to put it in a very blunt way, I mean, obviously there's a little bit more nuance to it than that, but uh, it is weird. <laughs> That's why it kind of reminds me of OKC stuff. I've been saying there might be some sort of event that happens soon, so it's kind of weird that the maybe the powers that be maybe are trying to get two birds stoned and handle their Trump problem and their RFK problem all at the same time. So I, I, I don't know what... exactly, by yeah. the way, what the CIA tried to do with Lee Harvey Oswald, right? Mm -hmm. They painted him as a Castro sympathizer and, you know, and a Russian-loving uh, guy who had defected and... And then they not only killed Kennedy, they killed the Fair Play for Cuba committee at the same time. So, yeah, there's a precedent for this kind of weirdness. <laughs> but I, I guess we should probably just go ahead and start. I, I mean, it's it, this has been like weirdly, like borderline criminally undercovered, uh, even amongst like, uh, I guess, our people. So I guess maybe not so much your people, but I mean, really just the buzz isn't really that big. You're like, this is kind of a big deal, especially when you kind of learn some of the details of the story. You're like, well, that's weird. That's weird. So I'm kind of surprised it hasn't gotten more coverage, but I guess it would behoove us to inform the audience exactly what happened and not just assume they know what we're talking about. Uh, I don't know if, Lisa, you want to give the rundown real quick of what sure. sort of happened, the weirdness that ensued? Yeah, so I saw a post from Robert Kennedy Jr. saying a guy was just apprehended at my event last Friday at the Wilshire Ebell Theater, which is not far from where I live, and, and it's about two miles from the Ambassador Hotel where his father was killed. Um, they hold a lot of political events. I've always, when I go to those events, by the way, they do seem incredibly insecure, like it'd be really easy to kill somebody at a place like the Wilshire Ebell Theater. You know, they're just kind of rickety old halls where there's not a lot of security. Anyway, so this guy shows up about a few, I want to say like two or three hours before the event. I don't have the exact time in front of me. But, you know, early, he claimed to be a member of Kennedy's security detail. And he asked to immediately be taken to Robert Kennedy Jr. And uh, so instead, Gavin DeBecker and Associates, the firm, the private firm that protects, I think they pr protect Jeff Bezos and now J RFK Jr., because uh, Gavin DeBecker is a personal friend, and so he's helping get Kennedy protection, since the Secret Service won't. We'll come back to that later. Um, but anyway, they they instantly thought there's something weird about this guy, and they isolated him, and they didn't let him approach. And then they found he had not one gun on him, but two guns on him. And it's not clear from the stories. It sounds like his brother had dropped him off and was there as well, and may have had a second backpack, which also had guns and knives in it, which is just kind of creepy. And so, of course, security called the police. The police came. They arrested the guy. There's a video of the guy being arrested, his name. And he he spelled it out for us on his one and only TikTok video made at the end of July. And this is so bizarre, because if you've ever been on TikTok, you know that People don't just throw up one video. I mean, if like once they start, they throw up like dozens and hundreds, you know, 
hoping for one of them to catch. This guy posted one video, didn't even film it himself. We don't know who did film it, because that's interesting, too. Was it his brother? Was it somebody else? But his name is Adrian Paul Espiro. I'm not sure I'm saying that right. A-I-S-P-U-R-O. The last name, by the way, happens to be the same last name as the, the wife of El Chapo, who was just released from prison. And in his little video on TikTok, he says something about, you know, look at my name and you'll know what you're dealing with. And I'm like, is he trying to pretend he's related to El Chapo in some way? Don't know. He mentions Gematria. And I went and looked that up because I'm like, what the hell is that? And I, I, as soon as I saw it, I knew what it was. It's like a, it's like a numerology system. You put your name in and it matches it up with other words that totals the same total value as your name. And curiously, it seemed like his name actually matched up with emergency broadcast. And those are two of the words he used in his little TikTok video. He's like, this is an emergency broadcast. And it was it was really kind of weird. He's in dark glasses the whole time, so you can't really see his eyes. He's at his home. Is actually, I think, is his mother's home out in Northridge. Um standing in front of his garage saying, come on, you know, I want to talk to the Hells Angels. I want to talk to the Mongols, which is kind of a, a biker org that became so gang and criminally related that now they're not even allowed to wear their logos on their jackets when they're going out. So he's like trying to get himself associated with that. And then he said, and I'm going to be talking to, what is it, 2020 icons, Sarge. And so, of course, I, I looked this guy up. And it's a weird combination of like new age space, David Icke conspiracy type stuff. And the guy's former military. There's just, there's some really weird stuff going on every out single time. <laughs> yes. And, and so it's like, it's kind of like a manifesto type thing. And at the end of it, he, he makes a comment about, you know, at the start of it, he says something about being God's gangster. And at the end, he kind of salutes Trump, our current president, who we know factually that's just not true. And by the way, well, I, I just want to say I was one of those who looked into electronic voting and all the dangers of it. It is totally hackable, mm -hmm. but there are signatures and there are there is like sometimes legitimate evidence. I couldn't find that in the Trump case at all. I did look because there was so much stir on that. I didn't see anything that rose to the level of credibility. So, but he thinks that Trump is still our president. And, uh, and he says something like, let's go kneecap some people. Let's go break. Let's put this planet on lockdown. I mean, really kind of extreme, crazy stuff. And, you know, so you have to wonder, so this, again, this video is posted at the end of July. It's now mm -hmm. what? you know, middle of September. So not that long, about six weeks later. And now he's arrested. Had he actually shot Robert Kennedy? Imagine the media connecting the dots and saying Trump supporter kills Kennedy. And as you said at the start of the show, that's kind of the wet dream for the Democrats take out two parties at once. And when I say the Democrats, I'm not insinuating the Democrats set this up or whatever, because mm -hmm. my strong feeling is the CIA is really in control of the Democratic Party these days and, you know, is would not hesitate to take out another Kennedy before he gets elected. Uh, so let's draw some parallels now with what happened. His father, again, was campaigning uh, just two miles further down the street towards, you know, in 1968. 
he apparently was shot at least two or three times, I believe, by a security guard who had joined his campaign's security detail. It wasn't his campaign's personal. It was the hotel had hired extra security that night. They had their own security force. They thought they were going to need extra help. Curiously, the guy who called a security to get the extra help was himself former LAPD. There's a lot of former LAPD guys in that story. And it's worth noting the LAPD has had a long history with the CIA and intelligence. You know, often when guys come back from a war and they've done military intelligence, hard to get work here in the States, easy to get work in an intelligence unit at a police department. So a lot of those guys tend to have former military backgrounds. Um, and so that guy posing as a security guard gets up close to Kennedy, seems to be protecting him, like, you know, Grant literally holding his arm and dragging him through the pantry to get halfway. Sirhan steps out and fires blanks, drawing the focus. Caesar hits him three times, I believe, again, under the arm. And I don't believe he made the headshot for reasons we can talk about on another episode uh, but it's clear that Caesar was not there to protect him and that his job was to make sure Kennedy didn't make it out of the hotel alive. So it's really weird. And Caesar lived in Simi Valley, which is like one valley over from where Adrian Paulus Spiro lived. You know, he lives in the valley just north of Los Angeles. And I'm not going to give his home address because I don't think that's appropriate. Um, you know, I, I don't think his family is guilty of anything. And here's the thing. We don't know what his real mental state was or who he even really was it's like mm -hmm. i do believe that's his name but was he a fed was he some sort of a mind control victim who got tricked in this was he a completely sincere individual who thought he was showing up to help kennedy but somebody had framed him and you know it's it's hard to do the somebody framed him scenario though when he has that video posted Absolutely. that video is pretty far <laughs> out there and well he could have got yeah. he could have got someone who got swept up in that whole movement because uh, i mean that's yes. a whole discussion we can get into later between the q stuff and then once you get even deep in the q stuff it gets into weird little other rabbit holes parts of it which kind of like the one you know guy you were talking about i believe he's he's his somehow is tied into like ufo stuff and then there's yeah, numerology. I, it gets very yeah. it gets very out there when you go go start going down different rabbit holes because it's almost yeah. like the q, the q movement was like they had the q drops and they went to all different like it almost was decentralized and some people are like, well, I interpret yeah, the Q drops this way. And all I these... yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, there's, yeah, it's crazy because people tend to believe things they hear over and over. And if they go to these sites and they listen to those videos, they're literally brainwashing themselves and they don't even know that's what's happening. But yeah, if you, if you, which is why I think it's really important for people to go get a lot of different sources of media, listen to right-wing media, listen to left-wing media, listen to independent media as often as you can. You know, the bigger the outlet, the probably the more dishonest it is. The more viewers they have, the more suspicious you should be. You know, on the other hand, there are these little weird corners which are equally dishonest, <laughs> you know, so it, it is, it's hard to know what's happening, but it's also, I don't know, it's, not in my opinion i think people need new standards of what they consider evidence and hearing somebody say it on the internet you know you shouldn't believe either of us even though I, we're both telling you the truth but you shouldn't believe us you should consider this a lead and then go verify for yourself some of the information and if you do that with every video you'll quickly find out who's for real and who's just making crap up you know because that happens
Yeah. Uh, sorry. So we covered uh, th- what happened. I did, did. I can't remember if in there. I believe you mentioned it. You mentioned what his brother's side of the story was, right? Well, yeah. his brother said because uh, I guess his brother was originally apprehended and then let go. And his brother says this is all a big misunderstanding. He just he had received a call and told he was supposed to show up for a job here. Well, now again, that's either true or not true. And if it's not true, is the brother lying or did his brother lie to him? This is what we don't know. There's so many unknowns and we shouldn't assume anything because it's very possible that the brother knew that was a lie, but he needed a ride from, I mean, that Adrian Paul, you know, knew that he needed a ride. So he lied to his brother and said he had a job, even though he was planning to maybe shoot Kennedy. You know, he's not going to tell his brother because probably doesn't want to get him looped into this. But it's also equally possible his brother might have even set it up or his brother might have said, hey, you've got a gig here. Maybe his brother was filming that video on TikTok we saw. Maybe the two of them are working together. There's a, a page that somebody sent me that was a GoFundMe page from Adrian Paulus Bureau. And I mean, it's from the brother. And I'm forgetting his name, but... Uh, Eh, Raymond, it was his brother's name is Raymond. And Raymond had posted a GoFundMe page saying his brother, who had been an EMT for years, that was his job for many years, um, and he was licensed, and that's the shirt insignia that you saw when he was arrested. I think it was on that side. It's an EMT logo. And uh, his brother said that his last EMT job basically was to get this guy out of a car who had been shot. No one was there to help him some 300 pound guy, he lifted him and ended up injuring his own spine and needing surgery. And then the brother was complaining that because he worked for LA County and saying LA County basically wouldn't help him at all. And so that's why they were setting up a GoFundMe page. And again, that's either true or not true. I don't know. I, I tried to find out if it was true. If it's true, that's a really sad story. If it's false, that's a great plea for getting money for whatever covert thing you're going to do with that money. And I just don't know. But if it's true, again, it would explain why here's a guy who had done a literally an act of life saving and got punished for it. And that could easily have turned him against the system, right? To the point where he feels it's all broken and let's put the planet on lockdown, like he said. And you know, it's everything we're going to say at this point is some form of speculation. There's only a little bit known. And boy, would I like to be in the court room when that guy is arraigned? I'd like to talk to his lawyer and say, ask these questions. You know, I'd like to talk to the brother and see if I can suss him out to see if he's sincere. But I also don't want to talk to him because if he's not, if he's somehow part of this, I, I don't want to talk. I don't want to get near that element. Because there are some really dangerous people out there who operate based on what, you know, Q, this anonymous source that I think, I think Q, and I've always thought this, I think Q itself is very sophisticated mind control operation on the public. I think it might have started as just like a test. And then when it works so wildly, I think it's being weaponized. I mean, I think they're building a a private secret army to launch They tried to launch it on January 5th, didn't really come off, but I think they're still trying to build an army. And, you know, honestly, I, it's, it's, yeah, I I don't want to talk about Trump or candidates because that's not. I I agree with you on the Q thing. I think it's a big fed up. Uh, 
I do think, uh, I mean, I've known people who kind of get into it, and I've, I've gone a little bit on sort of mini deep dives, never too much, because I never really cared that much. But there was mm-hmm. some stuff, and it seems to be from these Q drops, There, I can't give specific examples, because I just never even really committed to memory like that, but there is some stuff that makes it seem like that somehow the, this Q character or group of characters or whatever was somehow getting inside information, which was giving some level of truth to some of the predictions or claims or whatever they're doing. So oh, then that's yeah. what kind of sucked people in. So that, and, right. but it has been wrong so many times in, in, in specific yeah. ways. And then also it seems they to be say there's some, JFK yeah. Jr. is still yeah. alive. They actually <laughs> sent a group of people to Dallas. And again, I think the point of that was to discredit the real researchers who gather in Dallas on every anniversary. If you lump actual conspiracy researchers in with crazy conspiracy theorists, because those are two completely different camps. <laughs> there are people who know what they're talking about and people who make crap up or fall for the craziest stuff. And uh, you know, by mixing those two together in the minds of the media and getting them on film together, it's easy to dismiss all of them. And I really think that's the whole point of Q is to make the conspiracy theaters wilder and wilder, you know, and then take down all conspiracy theory, even legitimate actual theories about real conspiracies. I mean, 9-11 was a conspiracy. The government, you know, calls it a conspiracy. Which theory is true? I still don't know. But I do know there have been a ton of lies about what really happened there. Saying, you know, but I'm not going to pretend to know the answer um, because I don't. And the, and it's the families of the victims from 9-11 have asked a lot of questions that the government has yet to answer. And I think if we want to know what happened, why don't we start by answering the families very legitimate, good, pointed questions about certain things that they read in the media that had been reported that were never followed up on. Oh, agreed. Uh, yeah, but I mean, back to the key thing. I do, I, I do think it's it's very sophisticated from because I do think there's it's weird that there is some component of like numerology symbols patterns. Yeah. I think it actually has a tendency to draw in certain people who I guess are almost like your genius level people who start seeing patterns more than other people do. So I actually think it's really sophisticated can suck in dumb people and very smart people because yes. they see these patterns, they convince themselves of things because mm-hmm. of said patterns. And, you know, I, I, and I was kind of thinking about this. I've actually known this and noticed this in a lot of modern things where if you peel back a few layers, you see there's like these numerology aspects of different conspiracies, which is yeah. weird. And I, I, I don't know. I think there's something. It made me think of. Did you ever see that thing that happened with Shia LaBeouf forever ago, where a bunch of Reddit people like messed with him? He had this. No. He was doing this display. This was, I think, around the time that Trump got elected, and he was doing this like kind of a art project or whatever thing where he did a live stream, with some flag, and I, I can't remember. It was like he will not divide us or something. It was like a chant, and it was like they were supposed to every so often say it, and it was supposed to run 24/7. Uh, and they ended up like, it was originally like Times Square. People kept messing with the flag and stuff. And so they ended up starting moving at different spots around the earth, like around America mm-hmm. to kind of like keep it from people to mess with it other than people that were supposed to be there or whatever. Wow. And, but there became this sophisticated thing that happened on Reddit where it just became a silly game where people oh. were literally using stuff like uh, jet patterns in the sky based off the live stream <sighs> video and coordinating information like that. <laughs> And, but like these are oh people that are gosh. on the internet, extreme geniuses, and they found a way to coordinate via the internet. So it's like it's I could see that as silly as this story yeah. is, like yeah. I could see the powers that be being a little bit afraid of that type of um, that capability. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it only makes sense for there to be ops like this that do suck in those 
those we those like those types of characters those people that are very because if i had to make a guess on the 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 profile of these individuals that were doing this probably kind of loner genius types so that have probably a lot of them have weird beliefs and thoughts and just odd people probably so smart they struggle to adjust well in society yeah that's well said that's well said yes yes so i I, i've met people like that in fact i think said a george clooney screaming of all things <laughs> but the guy next to me was a huge david ike fan i didn't know this and i was talking to the person i i was with and i was like that david ike and he thinks we're from this planet nubaru and this and that and and it just doesn't make any sense and the guy next to me he's like oh my god i've been a david ike fan for a long time but hearing what you just said i realize i should really question that <laughs> And it's like, they just, if you only hear one side of any argument, that's the side you're going to go with. You're going to assume those people are credible and sincere. And and a lot of these people are sincere. I mean, they genuinely believe the things they're saying. I mean, that's what makes it harder because, you know, people who fall for the weird conspiracy theories, they don't think, how do I want to say, they don't think critically about what's being said. They think credi- critically about who is saying it? And do I think this is a nice person, a good person, a sincere person? And so if you get somebody who's good and nice and sincere, you'll believe some really crazy things they say because they seem trustworthy. And yeah, I mean, yeah, I I know people personally who have been sucked into some of this and I don't understand because, again, they are super intelligent people. And so it's like, how can they fall for this? I mean, my own dentist, I remember, you know, fell for Q. And, you know, he's like, have you heard this new guy, Q? And all the stuff he's saying, he was going on and on and wanted to read my book because it was a conspiracy. And I'm like, well, it's actually history. You know, it's like I didn't write a book about a conspiracy. I wrote a book about history and found a conspiracy. You know, it's like there is a difference. And people who see conspiracies everywhere can be really problematic as can people who never see conspiracies anywhere that's what i was about to say if anything that's almost the more dense position so that's why i don't really hold against people get sucked up into crazy for one i enjoy crazy ones that's part of the only reason i've even looked into things like you just because it's like well that's interesting all right let's see what these guys think i'm like oh well i don't know if i buy that that's interesting i don't think i buy that like that's just kind of i approach a lot of these silly conspiracies because they're fun uh, but yeah, there, I think there, these typically are more critical thinkers than the people who don't believe in conspiracies. For example, one of the main crux points of Q has always been about like, save the children type stuff. And it's always about theories yes. that these Hollywoods or these elites are abducting children and doing awful things to them. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, particularly sex crimes. Or and a lot violence. of people in Hollywood are. Yes, doing exactly. So they, there is kids, and a lot of it's come out in the mainstream exactly. media over time. <laughs> yes. yes. So it so, gives credibility. Yeah. And that's the thing. <laughs> Yeah, they, it's funny because the CIA and other organizations, there's white propaganda, gray propaganda, and black propaganda. Black propaganda is wholly untrue and doesn't usually work too well. White propaganda is when you stick only to the truth, but you only tell the pieces you want people to understand and remember. Gray propaganda is where they have the biggest success because it's partly true and partly false. And because there is some truth in it, it's very easy for people to say, well, I know that's true. Therefore, all of this is true, even though that was the only part that was true and it was put there to get you to bite on it. You know, So I think this is a huge and again, very sophisticated gray operation. And I wanted to talk, did you ever read those stories about Cambridge Analytics? 
Cambridge Analytics was working with Facebook to get all their likes and dislikes, all their purchases, all the ads they viewed and clicked away from or clicked through to, because you can make psychological profiles of people that way. And once you know that about people, then you tend to know what, how to program people. So that level of data, it's funny because in Germany, you know, they, they already had a fascist takeover and they knew the danger. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. ...of that much personal information being concentrated a few hands. So in Germany, sites aren't even allowed to collect personal data. They're not allowed to store your name or address or phone number. I mean, you know, it's the, the privacy laws are incredibly strict. Here in the U.S., people are so naive. They'll, you know, they'll turn over their passwords to these, you know, these companies and trust them, and and uh, they they shouldn't be trusted. So the the rise of like the Cambridge Analytic data and Q kind of hit at the same time, and it made me wonder if there might be some crossover. Like we have this data, we know how to get to these people. They go to these new age sites. They go to these conspiracy sites. Let's get a narrative going that will, you know, pull them through the next few years. And it is, it's like a story. I met a guy once who was reading, it was a site called Above Top Secret. And he he was convinced that there was a, a piece of quartz that had become sentient, a piece of quartz, a rock, had become sentient and that people from like NASA were talking to it and it was predicting the end of the world. I mean, it's like on the face of it, this sounds ridiculous. But because the information had been leaked slowly over time and this guy had followed the narrative, he'd been totally sucked in. He could talk a, like for an hour straight about this story and this poor alien, you know, alien crystal, basically crystal based life form. And and I'm like, oh, my God. And the, at that time, I knew Gordon Novell, who was a CIA operative, you know, uh, what they would call probably a contract agent, never officially worked for the agency, but clearly had done a lot of work for them over the years, shows up in the JFK story and other. And I was just curious because, you know, since it had this whole alien angle and Gordon was really into aliens, I'm like, I got to get these two guys together. So I did. And Gordon's like, this sounds like an intelligence operation, what they call a vacuum operation. They put out these stories and they see who they can suck in with it because that means they can control them on a certain level. And then once they have them in control, they can weaponize them and turn them against, you know, public figures or, you know, use them as media assets without their even being aware of it and so on. And I really think that that's what happened with Q. Somebody just figured out there's like this conspiracy mindset, which as we both say, you know, we both see conspiracies in a lot of things, but there's a difference between looking factually at things and seeing actual conspiracies and then making crap up about a, you know, an alien crystal, you know? Yeah. It's like, I don't understand why the same people who can see conspiracy in one can't see that the other is ridiculous. Yeah. And, you know... 
Well, it takes All another level of, of you when you start getting into conspiracies and seeing behind the veil a little bit. It takes a while you realize there are also conspiracies to combat the conspiracies and there's conspiracies to combat those conspiracies. So, I mean, especially as we were kind of talking about, you know, the sentient life within the UFO community, it is rife, ridiculously rife. With that. There's a whole chapter. Yeah, in, the uh, grays in, and yeah. the, <laughs> the tall ones and the short ones are, yep. you know, I sometimes I look in, at, you know, especially when I was younger, I looked in on that stuff out of curiosity but you know I, I looked away when I didn't find anything of serious import there but I do want to talk about do you know the names Cass Sunstein and Adrian Vermeule during the Obama administration there was talk that conspiracy theories were really dangerous and we need to shut them down so these two academics Cass Sunstein actually worked in the Obama administration they proposed a system of cognitive infiltration to try and turn people away from conspiracies. And they're like, we need to get into their news groups. We need to get on their feeds and social media and combat that. And what's hilarious about it to me is they were literally proposing a covert op, a conspiracy to combat conspiracy theorists. And, but it, it was, it was, I remember reading an article in the New York Times where it said we should shun conspiracy theorists, put them outside like we do smokers, not speak to them, you know, whatever. And the way it was written, you know, I pulled out a section of the article and I just changed conspiracy theorists to Jews. And I said, if they'd printed Jews instead of conspiracy theorists, this would have gone down as hate speech and they'd be out of business. But if you use conspiracy theorists, no one sees that as hate speech because they hate them, you know. And so, again, it's like I don't like people who make broad generalizations. Every conspiracy theory is either true or false. And most of them, to be honest, are false, even in the JFK case. Yes, it was a conspiracy, but only one of the you know thousands of theories is correct. And all the other thousands of theories are wrong. And so it's not incorrect to say most conspiracy theories are incorrect. That doesn't mean there are no conspiracies. Yeah. Uh, and, and I just wanted to mention with the UFO stuff, what I was getting at is kind of like what you're saying with the white, the gray and the black propaganda. It is rife with white and gray propaganda in the in the black or in the UFO community. It's a in Wendy's book, uh, you know, Aberration Heartland Real. There's a whole chapter where she goes into like the 50s, 60s and 70s where they would they would do what you're because like your buddy said, it sounded like a Fed op where someone mm-hmm. found someone who seemed very interested and goes, oh, look, I can look at this information. I have you look at this, this, this a government page paper that I have that, you know, mm-hmm. has some, there's some truth or, or at least it was fabricated in a way that looked, you know, like it was truthful. And then it sucks all these people down these holes. So it ends up becoming so full of feds and then people who are unwittingly influenced by feds. And that just, that, that just keeps passing. So it makes sense. This component, I think is, has also kind of seems to be cemented itself somewhat within the Q uh, realm as well. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, so, and I'm not, uh, not all Q conspiracies are like, like I said, it's like literally these drops and people, you know, interpret them one way or the other. And even then I've talked to people who do like, 
are like or friendly with it, but they are like, I think some is bullshit. I think this is a fed op. So, you know, take mm -hmm. this, these things and read into it what you will, you know, kind of be like, this is the information. And from there you can go, this is, might be influenced for X, Y, and Z. People get crazy with it. But yeah. uh, there's two comp things I want to mention. I want to play this video, his TikTok. Um, okay, and, but I want to make sure we emphasize, I'm not sure you may have mentioned it. I may have mentioned it. I just wanted to point these two pieces out because I think they are key to it. Uh, he was for one, the first one was, uh, he was carrying guns. He was shoulder holster. Guns. Yeah. So yeah. They, they said there was concealed. I didn't really see a good picture to tell, but you can see the shoulder. I think cause there was one in the gun. backpack. Yeah, so that okay. would be concealed. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it's not legal in California and no. anyone knows me knows, uh, I don't, I don't mount a gun laws guy. If I think you should be able to open carry, but in California, you can't, that's very unusual. So yeah. legality aside, that's just weird. Yeah, it's like, Texas, no one would have blinked, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird. So guy shows up with shoulder harnesses like he's in some action movie and then also extra gun elsewhere on him and then, you know, ammunition and bags and stuff. And then two, uh, he had a federal marshal's badge, a U.S. federal marshal's right. badge, which right. so he was, a, which he is not one. So by that being, that's once again, that's also legal. I don't really care if that's it's a legal felony. or not. Yeah, to yeah, it's a felony. But either way, you'd think what the powers would be interested. Is, <laughs> yeah, was it a real badge? If so, where did he find one who gave him a copy, basically? Was it something fake that no one would buy? This we don't know. Yeah, but show the video. It's interesting. Yeah, bring it up real quick. All right. Oh shit, big homie Zoro over here. Shit, just the puta I needed to see. It's more like God's gangster. Shit, I hear you're the man with the plan. What's shit. the word? I got it all. Actually, there's too much to tell you right now. So I want you guys to go over to Rumble. Check out Icons 2020 Sarge. I will be speaking with him and Alex Collier. You're not retiring, homie. You didn't fucking ask me, dog. I need you, sport. Who's he talking to? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we, we don't know. <laughs> First name, A-B-R-I-A-N. Middle name, P-A-U-L. Last name. He gives out his email right after this. Yeah. So bizarre. <laughs> is in Paul, U-R-O. Calculate my full name in Gematria and calculate my last name in Gematria and do your fucking research on that last name and you'll know who you're fucking with. Alright? I need to speak to the Hells Angels. I need to speak to the Mongols. Contact me at S-T-O-I-C Medic. M-E-D-I-C 717 at gmail.com Let's fucking break some kneecaps. Let's go for a ride, dog. Let's fuck it up. Alright? I'm putting this planet on lockdown. DEFCON 1. Regulators mount up. Stay-at-home orders effective now. That's what's happening. Take care of each other. Protect the women and the children. If I don't make it back, call the fucking president, your commander in chief, Donald J. Trump. It just looks phony. 
it, it's almost like he's been fed his lines. It's, you know, it's like these weird pauses. We can't see his eyes. I mean, it's entirely possible this guy is a hypnotized patsy who is normally just a normal good guy who takes care of people, and that's why he's a medic. I mean, that is a possible scenario here. When I watch that, and at the end, the Trump thing is almost over the top. It just doesn't ring true to me. But again, if you're a Fed and you're trying to, you know, if you want to find a way to get rid of Kennedy and blame it on Trump at the same time, this is how you would start such a plot. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's a, uh, it's hard not to look at that and just immediately just, you know, gut reaction Fed. Like, obviously, yeah. obviously that's just speculation, but just it, pattern recognition is a bitch. And that is, I don't know, just that's the old, like you said before, it's the only one on this TikTok. It was like, it was July 31st is when it posted it. So, uh, roughly six weeks or so prior to the shoot or not the shooting to the, you know, thankfully not, but to the, yeah, event. thankfully not. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, mm -hmm. I guess he could be nuts. Um, but you know, as I said before, I do think this whole Q phenomenon is some big op and I do think it gets a lot of people caught up in it and I, but it also, I think would operate very well as a cover to go, Oh, look at this crazy thing. It's not so crazy. These people get caught up in these crazy conspiracy things and do crazy mm -hmm. things. Look what, and then pretty soon it's illegal to talk about conspiracies for fear that they will lead to murder. And yeah, yeah, no, there's a, there's a through line to that way of thinking. Yeah. And it's bizarre. And, and you know, with the Trump angle, it, it, it is the perfect angle for the powers that be, but for anyone who pays attention, actually understands the feel uh, out there, uh, even like with Q people, I don't think anyone really wishes any harm. Like, so particularly from the well, MAGA group, a lot they, of Q they people love like Robert yeah. Kennedy Jr. Yeah, exactly. It's, I have a friend who's been campaigning in the Midwest and she's like, you know, the Trump people love Robert Kennedy, yeah. which I find hilarious because trust me, Robert Kennedy does not love Trump. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, sure. you know, he distinguishes between the supporters of Trump and Trump himself. You know, he doesn't have any ill yeah. will towards the supporters, but Trump himself, he has a wall in his home. I, I, I feel like I'm violating a confidence, but. I'm going to tell you this part. He literally has a wall in his home that has all the president's signatures, save one. And he told me Donald Trump will never be on this wall. That's how much he doesn't like Trump. He went to great lengths to collect the signatures of every other president in history, which is pretty amazing. So, yeah. anyway. I, and, and I think, yeah, they are very obviously two different, very different people with very different ideas. But I think it's key to understand what people or what a lot of people liked about Trump and what a lot of people currently like about RFK. And there is a ton of overlap. And in a lot of ways, uh, although I think a lot of people come from the right or obviously coming more from the right with Trump, uh, in a lot of ways, RFK is almost a more um, a more honed in version of what a lot of people were wanting from Trump, at least from the, the aspects that they liked about him, because he's very much their thing is like. Uh, a lot of it's the anti-war stuff, a lot of it's the anti-Fed stuff, or just kind of being a thorn in the side of the, the elites. Uh, and I think, uh, I mean, maybe they'd be thorns in different ways. I think uh, RFK is a thorn in more of a meaningful way. Uh, I'll be mm. honest, I, in a certain sense, I like Trump in the sense that he was a bull in a china closet and that he upset all the people that I, that I hated 
you know, for the most part, like the people who got, uh, you know, uh, ridiculously upset were generally the same people who are also the same people who are getting, you know, bewilderingly upset by RFK Jr. Uh, for mm-hmm. a lot of the same reasons. Um, and, you know, and the funny well, thing is... they're definitely that, both yeah. perceived as yeah. outsiders. Yeah. I remember when Bernie Sanders was running in Iowa in 2016, and people were saying, I'm trying to decide between Bernie Sanders and Trump. And I'm like, I had the same reactions. Like, they're so wildly different. One is pretty far to the left and one is pretty far to the right. But they don't see it that way. They see it more as the outsider versus insider. So I do understand. And I think most people feel like outsiders in their own country because what they see on the media over and over, our country's doing great, all this, that. Oh, yeah, this war is going great. And then in their own home, people are coming home you know, injured and, you know, from previous wars and losing limbs and their finances are terrible, even though the country's GDP is doing great. And so there's a real genuine disconnect that the mainstream media is completely missing. And I think that is the appeal of an outsider. And it's funny because of all of them, you know, um, you know, both Trump and RFK Jr. have some millions at their disposal. They're not poor people. You know, unlike Bernie Sanders, who probably had hundreds of thousands at his disposal, you know, he wasn't a rich guy either. But it's the fact that they're outside the the standard discourse, outside the political system, and they themselves feel like outsiders. They want somebody to represent them from an outsider point of view. Exactly. All right. I have one more video I want to play. It was from the speech uh, that he actually gave. I think that a lot of people might be, you know, I mean, I guess I feel like most people probably know, especially for my channel, but I think it's a good example of maybe why some people would want him dead. Uh, so, and, and really there's way more to this, but I just found it interesting that this was literally the speech the day of. Uh, so here we go. Oh, right. I think and I know what you're when I show. get into that office, it's going to be, the, the, the payday is going to be over for BlackRock State Street Bank. <laughs> And, and somebody just a moment ago shouted at me about the DNC. Well, you know, the DNC did the same thing they're doing to me. They did it to Bernie Sanders. Because Bernie Sanders posed a threat to the DNC's donor base. Well, I am 10 times the threat that Bernie Sanders was. And that's why they've raised, my understanding is $2 billion. And do you think they raised those in small donations? No. <laughs> and uh, no, they didn't. They raised it by somebody, you know, in the White House basement calling all the billionaires and getting the big money from them. And why they hand it over, do you think those billionaires and big corporations like Monsanto and Pfizer and, uh, and BlackRock and State Street and Vanguard, do you think they gave those big mega don- million dollar donations to the Democratic Party out of a patriotic impulse? <laughs> or out of a humanitarian impulse? I don't think so. I think they think they're going to get something for that money. I think they don't look at that as a donation. I think they look at it as an investment. And. And he's right. I'm going to make sure that they do not get a good return on that investment. 
I want to thank all of you for being here and thank you for your I talked to another woman who said that's not usually in his campaign speech. You know, most candidates will give the same set speech over and over. She goes, that's the first time he's ever gone off on BlackRock like that. <laughs> and it could be because he felt maybe his life had been in danger. He's like, I better get this out while I'm still alive. You know, that this is what's going on. And yeah, no, I, yeah. Yeah, it's that's the energy crazy. to meet it with, though. That it, That is. That is the proper because at this point there. I mean, I guess other. It's either he needs to buck up or just get out. Uh, I don't know what the move is now because I know there's a lot of shenanigans going on with the DNC. They've basically made it so it's basically an impossibility. That's crazy. But I, I don't know if there's any moves being made there. I don't really know what he could really do. I don't know if he'd really be able to pull up too much with a with a third party or you know running independent. But you know, it, either way. When he first went to run, I was asking it's myself, I, it's like, I, yeah. yeah, yeah, sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt, um, oh, go, go ahead, but go ahead. I, I feel the same way. It's like, what's what's the final outcome? Because the DNC is never going to let him be candidate. We know that. They said they did away with superdelegates, and then they created a new form of superdelegates with a new name. And it's like, it's it's ridiculous. I don't even want to vote in the Democratic primary now, because what's the point? My vote doesn't seem to count. And I'm a lifelong Democrat. I've never not voted in the Democratic primary. But for the first time, you know, I probably will go to vote for, you know, Robert Kennedy. But it's like, it just, it upsets me if either party did that. In fact, George Washington, you know, the first Republican, really, he he said that we should not have political parties. He begged us not to form them. And I think he was right. I would love to see all political parties banned because then if people are really going from their themselves, they'll form different coalitions and it won't always be with the same people. And we might see some new movement. I mean, I feel like our system is kind of hopelessly broken. And, and I'm a person who's always hopeful. There's always a new chance, but right now we need, we need something big to change. And I don't, I don't see it happening this way. And yeah, I don't know how he could do it. It's like somebody said, well, he should run as a Republican. And, and that would be hilarious because he would probably win a Republican <laughs> primary. But he's he's a Democrat. He's a lifelong Democrat. That's his heart and soul. And it's 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 heartbreaking to me when I see Democrats going after him and calling him crazy. He's not, you know, or ridiculous. I disagree with him on some things. I, I got vaccinated during COVID and I'm proud of it. You know, I, I think it saved my life, you know, because I'm I get, you know, chest colds all the time and I, I didn't need that kind of virus in my life. But you know, people, reasonable people can disagree even about important things. And we should be able to have conversations and not be shut out the way anybody who says it was a conspiracy in the JFK case, censored. You know, anybody who says, oh, the vaccines might be dangerous, censored. I don't believe in that level of censorship. I don't think that's appropriate. And yet I am one who would say I would like to censor hate speech, but very narrowly defined. Because hate speech does get people killed and hate speech might get Robert Kennedy Jr. killed. That's, you know, my fear is that enough people hear things, say things, they get riled up 
And we are essentially emotionally driven creatures. We are not logic driven creatures. Study after study have showed that. It's like you cannot persuade people with facts. You persuade people to act through emotional appeals, not factual appeals. And so with Q, the emotional appeal is let's save the children, you know, which is a great way to start because who doesn't love children, right? We were all children. We would have liked to have had a, a better childhood. I'm pretty sure everybody on the planet would have loved to have had a better childhood. No one had a perfect childhood, right? You know? <laughs> There's no such thing. Um, so it's it's an emotional appeal that goes to kind of the core of who we all are, because a lot of us still are the little child inside. But people need to resist that, smell that coming, and step back and look logically and factually at things to make better decisions so you don't get sucked into these rabbit holes, these ongoing narratives, because it can be hard to break out of it. it and, and they become cult-like. And if you start to go down that path, you know, you lose your regular friends, but you make all these new Q friends. But then if you challenge Q and some of the things that you're hearing, you're going to lose the new friends and you've already lost your old friends. So it's very hard for people to be truly mentally independent. And I feel like I've achieved that. I feel like you've achieved that. It's one of the reasons I like being on your show. You know, you don't seem to fall for everything. I appreciate that. It's hard, though. There aren't that many of us. And so I hope we can help people think more critically about the information they take in and whether it's even really information or not. Because, again, just because somebody says something doesn't mean it's true. Just because it's in a nonfiction book doesn't mean it's true. The Marilyn Monroe books, 90% of them are BS. All right. But, you know, there are a couple of good books on what really happened with Marilyn, but they're not the ones that get all the media press, you know, so you have to be super critical and check things out yourself. Oh, I agree. It's definitely best to come from knowledge from a place of critical thinking. Uh, it is hard to do. Sometimes it's fun to get carried away. But at the end of the day, just you know, just be a little bit logical about it. Uh, you have any final thoughts on this? I, I do, I guess, to close out for me, I, I would say that, you know, kind of we're not really taking any hard stances on this. I don't think, uh, don't I mean, don't get me wrong, it raises up a lot of red flags for me. But at the end of the day, it could just be a crazy person. But it just seems like such a weird... Weird thing that at the very least we should take note of it. And, uh, you know. Yes. And if the next guy it. has a similar video that, that gets close to Kennedy, a similar video on TikTok ready to go, we're going to see another pattern evolve, right? Exactly. <laughs> All right. Any any final thoughts? If, if not, you can drop your uh, plugs, let people know where they can find you, your books, that, that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, we didn't talk much about his father's assassination, but I did spend 25 years researching and writing about uh, the assassination of Robert Kennedy. The book is called A Lie Too Big to Fail, The Real History of the Assassination of Robert F. Kennedy. And in there, I talk about the JFK case and the Martin Luther King case because some of the investigations were concurrent. Ah, <laughs> he's got it. Yeah, wonderful. So uh, anyway, I, I really recommend you read it because it shows how the police can frame people. I have a whole chapter on how mind control works and some of the previous cases that are kind of eye-opening and shocking. And in general, don't ever like let yourself be hypnotized by a stage hypnotist. Bad things can happen. <laughs> and, uh, and read on. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we'll continue our series here soon. I'll hit you up after this, schedule the next one. Uh, we still probably have at least a good few more left in that. I do want to give a big thanks to my uh, sponsors. I have 
uh, Tower Gang Toad, or my co-host on uh, Tower Gang. You can follow him at Tower Gang uh, Toad, I believe, at underscore, whatever. You guys, look him up, to- Tower Gang Toad on, on uh, X, x.com, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, I also have, God, why am I I'm losing in my spot? There's my notes. All right. I also have at Abrogate D's. Go give him a follow. I have Kevin B. Clark, a full-time guitarist and private music teacher in the New York area. Uh, so if you, that fits your needs, go hit him up. I also have at Z-O-V-E-R-A-C-K. Then a new one, at underscore infinite zeal. Go give those guys a follow. Uh, or no, if you don't want to, but I appreciate you guys, uh, you know, helping me out. Uh, also, uh, go like, share, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. Follow me on Twitter, at Tower Gang Jose. Thanks again, Lisa. We, I will talk to you soon. And we okay. are out of here.